0: Good morning, the Living Church of God, and welcome to our worship service this morning. Let us start with a word of prayer. Our Father in heaven, we want to thank you for this Sabbath day. We want to thank you for the gifts and the blessings that you've afforded us in this week. And Father, as we gather in your house of worship today, we pray that your Holy Spirit may come and minister to us. And as we listen to the word that will be shared this morning, that we may be truly transformed and become a people that love their God and love to work for their God. In Jesus' name we've prayed, amen. Welcome to all our viewers uh, who are watching this program from different parts of the world. We thank God for such technology, which has proved that God cannot be limited or confined, but that his word shall get through to his people, even in this time of lockdown. Today is Women's Ministries Emphasis Day and a celebration of all women, young and old, in the Seventh-day Adventist Church worldwide. Here at Mount Pleasant Church in Harare, Zimbabwe, we join the global church in this celebration. And as the young people will say, we send a big shout out to our mothers, to our sisters, our gogos, our aunts, our BFFs, our daughters and our nieces all who make up women's ministries. Our topic of consideration today is God's amazing love moves me. Let me start by a foreword or an introduction that was delivered to us by the women's ministries director at General Conference, Mrs. Heather Dawn Small. And this is what she had to say about women's ministries today. She says the day is the day to thank God for his love and his grace, as well as gifts and blessings that we have used to build each other, as sisters, as well as the church at large. The theme today centers on God's love for us, not only as individuals, but how he loves to work in and through us. The key word she uses today is relationships. She encourages us to make relationships with God, with our spouses, with our children, with family members friends and even with strangers she says love is the root of all relationships not our love but god's love working in and through us our anchoring scripture today comes from the first book of john chapter 4 verses 7 to 12 and i will read in your hearing from the new king james version verse 7 Beloved, let us love one another, for God is of love. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God has manifested towards us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation of our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love has been perfected in us. As we start our discussion today, let me pose a few questions to you. First question is, how has knowing Christ made a difference in your life? Are you any different this year than you were last year? Has the life, love of Christ for you changed you? If we were to ask the people closest to you, what would they say to these about you? These are very difficult questions to answer. But as we share, let me answer them according to what I have observed in my own life. Firstly, knowing Christ has made me more rational. It has made me a more tolerant person and more patient and more attuned to the needs of those in my circle. I'm definitely better than I was last year some issues of life that I'd struggled with for a long time, became clearer to me as I read the word of God and as it brought me to a better understanding about how to deal with some of these issues. The love of Christ has changed me. I have revelation through the word that God indeed loves us, that we have daily provision, we need not be anxious and his arms are always open wide for us to walk through to him with any needs that we may have. Lastly, oh dear, it is my hope that my community members have noticed a change in me and can attest to that. Let us explore God's love in action. So stories are often told about how God is present in our lives and helps us as we go through our our lives and through our journeys of life. I've seen a poster in a friend's house that depicts a troubled man walking along a sandy beach and he's having a conversation with God. He asks God, Why have you left me as I'm walking through this very difficult phase in my life? And God responds to him and says, I promised you that I will never leave nor forsake you. And I also promise you that even when you go through the deepest waters, or through the fiery furnace of your life, I'll be right there with you. Then the man says, but no Lord, you are not with me because even as I'm walking on this sandy beach, I only see my footprints in the sand. Where are you? God then says to me, to him rather, yes, that is true. There is only one set of footprints in the sand, but those are my footprints because I'm carrying you on my back. This depiction touched me and reminded me that although we do not see God physically, when we are going through difficult times, and maybe when we score some small victories along the way, we begin to see the presence of God in our journey. That realization often brings us to tears. It pulls at our heartstrings, and it brings us to an acknowledgement that God loves us and is indeed ever-present. But it is also true that even if we don't score any immediate victories, God still walks with us and carries us along our journey. God's love is truly amazing. His love caused him to send his only son to this earth to die for us so that we could have eternal life. This is told in the verse in John chapter 3, verse 16, a very famous verse, which says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but would have eternal life. Now let me pose a question and say, Would you give up any one of your children for the life or for the love of someone else? I have two boys and i love them very dearly i cannot imagine having to give up one of them for the love of someone else a friend a family member let alone sacrificing for someone else a stranger but this is what god did the apostle paul in in first john chapter 4 verse 7 to 12 the the text that we are moving with along today, affirms this love that God has for us and repeats the fact that Jesus was sent to die for our sins. The text in John 3, verse 16, uses the word perish. It doesn't use the word die. Perish is loaded with calamity, with devastation, with alienation or obliteration. This is what we would have had to face had Jesus not come to save us. But this is the true love of God. And this is the true love that he has for you and me. That he would give up his son Jesus to die for our sins so that we could have eternal life. We otherwise would have been condemned to eternal death with no possible reconciliation to our Father. In our passage of Consideration today, John also highlights that God has called each and every one of us to share his love with those that are around us. In women's ministries, we say touch a heart and reach the world. The touch we speak of is to attend to those with needs by sharing God's caring love. And life has so many challenges we can't even begin to talk about the pandemic that we are living through now and how it has affected the lives of many. In times like this, it is very easy for one to retract to their own needs and forget about the needs of those around them. However, if God lives in us and we know him intimately, we will share his love, even if we're in the middle of our own difficulties. Verse 7 tells us that the source of love is God. Any other love does not come from God, and it is not true love. And we have seen testament of this, that the love we feel as humans often fails when challenged by circumstances. And humans do change their minds. They fall in and out of love. But God's love is unconditional, and it never fails. The nature of God's love and its state of perfection is described by Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, where he uses descriptions such as long suffering, does not envy, bears all things and never fails. By this, we can only agree that only God is capable of dispensing this kind of love because humans will definitely be found wanting. God will love us regardless of our shortcomings, the number of times we have sinned, the nature of the sin, and even our hearts of stone. And he says this in Jeremiah 31, verse 3, where he says he has loved us with an everlasting love and has drawn us to himself with loving kindness. God is teaching us that we ought to love others as he has loved us, with patience, with kindness, whether we're struggling or not. We should love anyway. One of my favorite verses about love and fellowship amongst the brethren is found in Psalms chapter 133, verse 1, which says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is, For the brethren to dwell together in unity. Unity cannot be achieved without common purpose. And common purpose cannot be achieved without love for one another. We know the story of the Pentecost. The believers were in one accord. They were in union. They were in unison. And that's how the Holy Spirit was able to visit them at that time. And being in one accord could only have been achieved if they had love for one another. The love of Christ does bring together and bind the brethren. Now, for for God's love to manifest in us, we need to love him. John has clearly shown us that to be able to love one another, this ability to love will come from a knowledge of God. Verse 8 emphasizes this point, stating clearly that if one does not love others, he does not truly know God. We cannot profess to love when we don't know God. Knowing God and knowing the things of God are two different things. You may come to church every Sabbath. You may return your tithes and offerings. You could even give of your time and your means But if these are not coming from the well of love of God, then this effort is in vain. Imagine doing all this and still be lost and not know God, and for your life to never show that you know God. At this point, I would say, let us evaluate our hearts and ask ourselves if we have the love of God in us and whether we truly know God. Let us plead with the Lord to bring change to our hearts and to begin to manifest his love in our walk of faith. Now, let me tell you a a personal story. I thoroughly enjoyed my high school years. I was very popular. I had very good grades. I received accolades for sport and other curricular activities. I took English literature, history, and geography as my A-level subjects. My favorite was English literature. I enjoyed history, but I totally hated geography. But I had to take all three subjects for me to gain entrance into university. You're probably wondering why I'm telling you this story, but stay with me. When we think about loving others, we come in the face of many challenges Some people are very difficult to love. Some people are very easy to love. Let's start with those that are easy to love. Those that are easy to love will be like my favourite subject of English literature. I didn't complain about my English assignments. I wrote them with passion, with much depth, and I would do thorough research and put every effort into them. This is like those people that are easy to love. Those people do not pose us with problems. They are very cooperative and are grateful, or are those that we have very many things in common with. Then there are the history people. Although this was not my favorite subject, I enjoyed it anyway, and I would put reasonable effort towards getting good marks. The history people are not necessarily our buddies. But we call them not bad. And we can sit and chat with them. We'll even help them and go out of our way for them. But we are not consistent. We don't do it for them all the time. Because they are not bad, we accommodate them or we tolerate them. Then there's the geography people. Like my geography subject, we can't stand them. They pose great difficulty and we have developed a mental block that we do not like them and we are going to avoid them. Yet with an open mind and maybe a little extra effort, the subject may have been easier for me and I would have been able to get a decent grade. And I would have found out that it wasn't so hard after all. The geography people are often people we have preconceived ideas about. And yet with more engagement, we could learn that they are not so bad after all. My dislike for geography cost me, by the way. When I got my A-level results, I didn't make the adequate points I needed to get into university. I cried for days, but I had brought this onto myself. But imagine this, if my university reality became our heaven reality, Imagine if we missed heaven because we did not love or reach out to the geography people. With a bit of patience, persistence, and consistency in our behavior, God can use us to influence those we find difficult to love and to bring them to a knowledge of God. Consistency builds trust and it builds confidence. And those that are watching us will be moved by our consistent conduct and portrayal of a people moved by God's love. What shall our prayer be then? Will it be that God changes the geography people, or that God changes us? When society looks at us, do they see a love that amazes them? Do they see Jesus? we should exhibit a love that compels, a love that urges, a love that controls us to love the English people, the history people, the geography people as well. We could even add the physics and the chemistry people in the lot. The love of God compels us to love all people. Let our prayer be that God changes our hearts and makes us new creatures Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if a man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away, and all things become new. When we are in Christ, we take on his nature of righteousness, his nature of forgiveness, of eternal life, and of everlasting joy. The new creature in us will reveal an internal external change in behaviour. Externally, we exude a change in behaviour and a joy on our faces. And internally, our hearts and our minds and our thinking changes. The Christ in us changes us and propels us to a new behaviour. The old habits, the old attitudes, the old behaviours will disappear. However, we may be challenged and the old habits may surface here and there if we start looking to ourselves and we lose sight of Christ. But seeking Jesus daily, we overcome these challenges as Christ's love will continually work within us. Let us go out and share God's love. Once we have received God's love, we have to share it and pass it on to others. As we do that, they too are moved by the fact that God loves them. They can see it in us and they too will be compelled to pass it on to others. Them knowing that God loves them no matter their circumstances will make a difference between a life of pain and that of joy. Just knowing that you are loved lightens the burden that you carry. What the world lacks right now is the love of God in the hearts of people. The challenges of the world have hardened the hearts and made people selfish and inconsiderate. Even those in the church have become despondent and fatigued. But we know the love of God will overcome feelings of guilt, feelings of regret, loneliness, sadness, anger, hopelessness, and unforgiveness. Those of us who know the love of God are duty-bound to be joy-givers, who bring the love of God to his children in need. God has a special calling for the church today. And this is what he's saying to us. He is calling us to salvation through Jesus Christ. He has called us to surrender our lives to him so that he lives in us. He calls us to spend time with Him daily and receive His Holy Spirit and the gifts He brings. He calls us to be one with Him and His Church as we reach out to those in our communities and to those who need a touch of God and a touch of His love in their lives. As we go forth today, let us receive His love daily and share it with those we meet. And God today has a specific call to women. And God is calling for women who will fully surrender to him daily in prayer and supplication. Women that will study his word daily to learn of his thoughts towards us. Women that will love him and are willing to give their lives as a sacrifice to God. Women that put God ahead of all else including their families, their friends, their jobs, their hobbies, everything at all, and put God first. And God is calling for women that are willing to serve others wholeheartedly. If you want to be such a woman moved by God's amazing love, please join me and be upstanding. To demonstrate that God has an army of women who are ready and willing to love the world for him. You're watching from different parts of the world and I call you to be upstanding at this moment and stand up for Jesus wherever you are. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for this beautiful day that the women in the church are praising you for your love which moves them into action. The women have stood up and put their hands up with much confidence that they become part of your army that will take your love to those in need. Equip them, Lord, with all form of wisdom, with knowledge, with provision, and with willing hearts to do the work that you have set out for them. Lord, we pray for the women of the Seventh-day Adventist Church in Zimbabwe, that they stand up and stand up for Jesus. When you return, Lord Jesus, We all want to stand in line to receive our crowns and an embrace from you congratulating us for representing you well. Lord, we pray that you bless the women of Zimbabwe and the women of the world over. In Jesus' name we have prayed, amen. In closing, let us share the commandment that Jesus gave us before he ascended to heaven. And we find this verse in John 31 verse 34. And it says, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, when you have loved one for another. This commandment is shared with you and me, that we love one another, and show the world how God has loved us. By this, the world will be more receptive to the word of God, and we can play our part in winning souls for the kingdom. May God bless the reading of his word. Amen.